Do you dare learn the secret of the lost mermaid? You're spending the summer at a seaside boarding house. One moonlit night, you hear someone crying on the beach. You peek out your window and see a mermaid named Tana. You'd like to help her, but she's in a terrible mood. I don't know where the rest of the mermaids are, she snaps. I've been looking for two days, but I can't find any of them. And if you want to hear any more, you'll have to follow me underwater. If you go underwater with Tana, turn to page 36. If you lose your temper and go back to bed, turn to page 4. Whichever you choose, watch out. You've already been seen with Tana, and the two of you face danger. You could wind up as an aquarium exhibit, spin to your death in a whirlpool, or be boiled alive via sea witch. Or you could discover an island paradise and live there happily ever after. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You're the star of the story. Choose from 23 possible endings. Choose your own adventure book 67, Seaside Mystery by Anne Hodgman, illustrated by Judith Mitchell. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where we read vintage choose-your-own-adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Connie. So, the I, I know I can't show you. Well, I guess we probably should start off by letting um, all of our audience know that uh, we're quarantined right now. So, we're, we're talking on Skype. And uh, if the audio quality is awful, that's why. Yep. And if it's awesome, that's why. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I can't show you guys any of the art in this book, um, but it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it might be some of Judith Mitchell's worst art. Oh, no. Well, did, did she do the cover too? Because that's... Uh, yeah, I think you, she did the cover. You did show us the cover and that's a uh, special. Is this the first of this author we've had? As far as I know, yes. Okay. And Hodgman. Well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, some of this art is uh, like, like it looks like um, coloring book quality sort of art. Hmm. Um, but then some of the art is like really heavily shaded, like super darkly shaded. So it looks like she took some time with a few of them and then ran out of time and just rushed all the rest of the art. So... Warning. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have when you find a mermaid near your seaside hotel. From time to time as you read along, you'll be asked to make decisions and choices. Your choices may lead to success or disaster. The adventures you have will be the result of your choices. After you make a choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Only you can help the mermaid to find her lost companions. But remember, her underwater world is filled with unknown dangers. Good luck. I hope to fight a shark in this one. <laughs> that would be nice. Since we haven't really done that yet. You are not expecting much of a summer. Your parents are, are spending August in Europe, and they've parked you at a seaside hotel in a little town called Clams Bay. <laughs> Fuck off, kid. We're off to Europe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> 
COVID. <laughs> and that's why we're quarantined. Mm-hmm. You'd hope for a vacation resort filled with families, a happy bustling place where you could make lots of friends, eat lots of lobster, and maybe take some sailing lessons. But Harborview Hotel is nothing like that. It's just a faded boarding house, shabby, prim, and quiet with a dusty old parlor where no one ever sits. The house is 20 feet from the ocean in a little cove, so that's dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no beach to speak of. Only a few feet of pebbly sand and some hermit crabs. You've been at Harborview Hotel for two weeks so far. And the worst thing is that you're the only kid there. Your companions are a bunch of old ladies who spend all day talking about the days when the town and the hotel were happy and bustling. For the most part, they're nice enough, but down the hall from you is one very creepy specimen, Miss Klimp, the owner of the boarding house. Her name already sounds horrible. Yep. Miss Klimp is a tall, spiky-looking woman with steel-rimmed glasses and a piercing stare that's always aimed at you. You know she's supposed to be keeping an eye on you, but she's already overdoing it. In fact, she seems to have a grudge against you. You can't imagine why. You haven't done anything to offend her. But on the days when you're up early enough to go down to breakfast in the dingy dining room, she's always there ahead of you, fixing you with her grim glare as you walk in. And when you go swimming, which you do only out of desperation, since it's not much fun to swim alone, she sits on her balcony and trains her binoculars on you. Which is real pervy. Oh, that's a real creepy. <laughs> Sometimes you wonder if Miss Klimp watches you through the keyhole at night, which is even pervier. Wow. <laughs> all in all, it hasn't been much of a vacation, and it doesn't look like it will get any better. One night, you wake up suddenly. You think you heard something. What was it? it sounded like someone crying. You listen for a second, but all you hear is the chirp of a lone cricket and the soft splash of waves lapping against the shore. You're about to pull the covers over your head when you hear the sound again. It is someone crying, and the sound is coming from the beach. Quietly, you pull on a bathrobe, tiptoe down the stairs, and let yourself out the front door. You're startled by how bright the night is. The moon's blue glow throws everything into sharp focus. The sleeping ship on the horizon, a forgotten towel flapping on the clothesline, and the desolate figure huddled on the edge of the beach. Who is it? You walk closer and clear your throat nervously. Are you, is there anything I can do, you ask? Then you freeze as the tear-stained face turns towards you. It's a mermaid. You can tell just from her face. Very, very anticlimactic reveal there. Uh, The mermaid seems to be about your age. Pink shells are braided into her long, rippling hair, and her silvery tail gleams in the moonlight. But what you mainly notice is how miserable she looks. The two of you stare at each other for a second, And then the mermaid speaks. You can close your mouth now, she snaps, brushing her tears from her face. That's the worst thing about humans. They always act so stupid when they see us. Oh, snap. (laughs) So, not quite Daryl Hannah. No. (laughs) I, I heard someone crying, you stammer. I just came out to see who it was. Well, now you've seen, she said, so you can just go back inside. She moves as if to enter the water. Wait, you cry. You don't want to lose the chance to talk to the only mermaid you're ever likely to see, but you're not sure how to open up a conversation with one, especially one in such a bad mood. You woke me up, you say at last. Don't you at least owe me an explanation? 
So you're <laughs> both kind of jerks. Wow. <laughs> that stops her. She whips around to face you. All right, all right, she says rapidly. My name is Tana, and I'm lost. I don't know where the rest of the mermaids are. I got caught in an undertow. When I finally got free, they'd all swum away somewhere. I've been looking for two days, but I can't find any of them. And if you want to hear any more, you'll have to follow me underwater. Underwater? In the middle of the night? It's a clammy thought. Maybe you should... <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Okay. It is a clammy thought. All right. Very chowdery. Mm. Uh, maybe you could help, Hana. Or maybe you should just go back to bed. If all mermaids are as irritable as this one, you're not sure you want to spend any more time with them. If you decide to follow Tana underwater, turn to page 36. If you decide to go back to the house, turn to page 4. I, I want to go underwater in the middle of the night and something about clams. It's a clammy thought, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, presumably nude under that bathrobe. <laughs> oh, wait, we're a girl, aren't we? I don't know. From the cover. You're the little blonde girl next to the yeah. mermaid in the cage. The bathrobe lady, I think that's that's Mrs. Klimp. Mm. And we don't know who Mr. Uh, Not yet. Looking whatever he is. Yeah, he does. I have seen his picture in the book flipping through, and she did a piss poor job of illustrating him. <laughs> oh, that's sad. He actually looks kind of cool on the front. Yeah. In a way. I mean, yeah, we should probably go with the mermaid, even though she's a not very nice. And her friends yeah. probably ditched her on purpose. I think yeah. I think Connie's on point. I think her friends ditched her. <laughs> yep. Under undercurrent. All right. I will come underwater with you, you say, to your own surprise <laughs> and mine. Mm -hmm. But how am I supposed to breathe under there? Oh, that. I forgot. Wait a minute, Tana says. She pulls a golden necklace from her neck and hands it to you. Put this on, she says. As long as you're wearing something of mine, you'll be all right. You won't drown. Just don't lose it. Before you can say anything, she turns and dives underwater. As long as you're wearing something of mine. Yep. It's an interesting way to grant superpowers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Gulping a little, you follow her. The water's not too cold once you're moving, and Tano was right about the necklace. You're breathing water as easily as air. You hurry to catch up to her. She swims a lot faster than you, but then she's got two advantages. She's a mermaid, and she's not burdened down with pajamas and a bathrobe the way you are. Where are we going, you ask? For the first time, Tana sounds worried. I don't know, she says. The other mermaids could have gone anywhere. But won't they come back for you? I don't know that either. Mermaids don't have long memories. If anything distracts them, they may forget all about me. <laughs> oh, like Dory. Wow. Apparently oh. they're part human, part goldfish. Yes. <laughs> okay, that makes sense then. All right. Maybe you and Tana should start looking for the mermaids right away. On the other hand... You don't really know your way around yet, to say the least. And it might be better to get used to being underwater first. If you decide to start looking now, turn to page 65. If you decide to get used to being underwater first, turn to page 7. I'll say, get used to being underwater. You think? Yeah, I don't want to drown. <laughs> do, we, do we stay here and hang out with her for a while? Or is she going off without us? Don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we could go look for them then. We're going to have, we'll, we'll learn on the way. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Learn on the way. So you guys have 
finally ditched the cautious path <laughs> you usually take? <laughs> well, we went with the mermaid, so yes. <laughs> Learn on the way. All right. You look around for a few seconds. Moonlight doesn't light up the ocean very much. The water is dark, with murky shapes lurking here and there. Not an inviting sight. But you try to sound more cheerful than you feel. Well, you say briskly, where were you all headed when you got lost? Nowhere in particular, Tana answers. <laughs> you sigh. Mermaids, it appears, aren't a purposeful bunch. And Tana doesn't seem to be thinking very logically. Is there any place around here that the other mermaids might have wanted to visit? About 50 miles north of here, there are oyster beds. We like to gather pearls there. Or they could have gone to Lobster Cove. There's lots of fishermen in the cove, and once in a while, we like to cut their lines. So you can eat fish yourselves? Hana looks shocked. A mermaid would never eat a living creature. We're not like you. We only eat plants, which are apparently not living creatures. <laughs> no, we cut the lines to save the fish from being caught. She pauses and shakes out her long hair. I've checked most of the other places already where the mermaids might be. If you decide to head for the oyster beds, turn to page 71. If you head for Lobster Cove, turn to page 92. Oysters or lobsters? Well, if we're not being cautious, we should probably go to the lobsters. I like lobsters. Okay. Okay. This is our no, caution, our no caution we, run. Can we grab some butter on the way? Cause yeah. Well, they don't actually say anything about there being lobster there. It's just Lobster Cove. Oh, there's lobster in Lobster Cove. Well, we'll find out. More <laughs> likely than not, they're going to talk and sing a little dance or a little jig for you. No, that's crabs that do that. Yep. Yeah. Well, you're thinking of the Little Mermaid, and I'm just thinking of real life. Under the sea. All righty. You swim for several hours till the bright sun overhead tells you it must be mid morning. Lobster Cove is much prettier than the cove where you've been staying all summer. White cliffs rim the beach. Seagulls wheel ceaselessly overhead, and colorful fishing boats dot the water. But there is no sign of mermaids. Tana gives a discouraged sigh. They'll turn up, you say. Why don't we cut some fish lines while we're here? <laughs> wow, we're just jumping right into mermaid hijinks now. Yep. Yes, Tana says, and darts <laughs> off through the water. When you catch up to her, she's furiously sawing through a fish line with the edge of a clamshell. The fish hook and sinker drift slowly to the ocean bottom. The line is left floating aimlessly in the water. The two of you set to work cutting through all the lines you see. You feel virtuous, helping to save so many lives. And the work is cheering up Tana. Lots of virtue signaling, guys. Mm -hmm. You reach down to pick up a larger shell and suddenly gasp in pain. A fish hook is caught in your hair. Frantically, you try to free yourself, but the fish line is tightening. You're being reeled in. Uh-oh. That's why you should always have a ponytail if you're doing hijinks. Yeah, then you undo your ponytail and you can escape. All right. Well, since I don't perform criminal actions, I wouldn't know any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to keep the fish hook from hurting so badly is to swim up with the line. As you paddle frantically, the water becomes lighter and lighter. Suddenly, you're above the surface, blinking into the startled face of a fisherman who grabs you by the hair. Are you... are you all right? He asks. You nod as best you can. What happened? What were you doing down there? 
If you tell them the truth, turn to page 40. If you try to make up a convincing story, turn to page 96. We have At least there's a lot of choices in this book. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's lie our ass off. We don't want to tell him about our superpowered necklace. Then he'll try to take it from us. So you're going to make up a convincing story or try? For shizzle. <laughs> We're going to try. Lying always works out well in these books. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I got there, you say. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good start. Solid. I, will, I woke up like this. Something about a boat. Yes, I think I was on someone's yacht, and I fell overboard, and the next thing I knew, you were rescuing me. You saved my life. But my line's 30 feet long. You wouldn't fall that far, the fisherman says blankly, and I haven't seen any yachts around here. You do the only thing you can think of. You pretend to pass out. Yeah. Perfect. That's so good. The fisherman wraps you in blankets and calls the Coast Guard. When you come to... You tell them where your parents are, and they arrange to fly you across the Atlantic. You're delighted to leave Clams Bay behind. As the months go by, even you begin to believe the story you told the fisherman. You repeat it to anyone who will listen. Did I ever tell you about the time I fell off a millionaire's yacht, you ask? I was underwater for hours. It was a miracle I survived. At last, people get so bored with your story that they avoid you whenever they can. The end. Wow, wow, I bet your parents were super pissed when you showed up on their European vacation. And and nothing nothing more to do with that uh, magical gold necklace either. Yep. We're dumb. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, I mean, obviously that was the logical way that that story was going to end. Uh-huh. We go to the oysters. Go to the oysters or was there another the option? Yeah, you could tell them the truth. You could go um, to oyster the oyster bed, or you could um, basically give the mermaid the finger and go back to bed yourself. I don't really want to tell him the truth. No. No, I think I think let's go to the oysters. Alrighty. Just so you know, the telling him the truth was also at the end. Ah, we ended up in a loony bin and not in Europe in that one. Yep. Coast Guard took us straight to the loony bin. You and Tana set out for the oyster beds at a leisurely pace. I could get there in a couple of hours, Tana says, but you probably aren't used to swimming 50 miles at once. We'll have to go slowly. And by the way, that wasn't my emphasis. That was the emphasis in the book. Hmm. You find swimming at the bottom of the ocean in the middle of the night pretty nerve-wracking. <laughs> you keep banging into rocks, slithery things brush against you. You hope they're only seaweed. As the sun comes up, light begins to filter down through the water. You can now see how beautiful the sea world is, but you're too exhausted to appreciate it. Your arms and legs will barely move, and you can hardly keep your eyes open. Tana, I don't think I can go much farther, you say. Could we stop and rest a while? It's only about five more miles, Tana protests. Can't you manage Ugh. that much? I can't even walk that far, much less swim that far. Come on. If you insist on resting, turn to page 75. If you keep swimming, turn to page 89. Rest. <laughs> swimming, the book. <laughs> Tana, I've got to rest, you say. You go on without me. I'll catch up with you. 
Don't try to catch up, Tana says. You don't know your way around down here. I'll swim ahead and check for the mermaids and then come back for you. Without another word, she takes off. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's split up. Yeah. yeah. Well, best chance to fight a shark. So Yeah, true. She sounds irritated, but you're too tired to care. So you're irritated too. Uh, you find a comfortable looking bed of kelp and curl up in it. Gross. Fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> slimy. You wake up several hours later when a crab scuttles over your face. Also gross. <laughs> you feel much better. You stretch, do a few backward somersaults, and sit down to wait for Tana. An hour later, you're still waiting. Something happened to Tana, you wonder? She forgot. Goldfish brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should swim after her. Or should you wait a little longer? If you try to find Tana, turn to page 68. Uh, if, you, if you keep waiting, turn to page 33. I hate both these options. Mm -hmm. We're going to die. Mm -hmm. We're going to die in both of these options. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think we should, if, we're, if we're doing no caution, we should try to go find her. Okay. Let's do it. You swim off in the direction Tana took. At least you think it's the direction she took. There's really no way to tell. What do oyster beds look like, you wonder? You don't know, but you're pretty sure you're not swimming by any. All you can see are sand, rock, seaweed, and an occasional fish. Suddenly you're frightened. The ocean, which seemed like a friend when Tana was with you, has turned into a vast enemy. You're all alone. If anything happens to you, no one will ever know. Panic-stricken, you claw your way to the surface. The sea is choppy and gray, and it stretches for miles around you. Not a ship, not a buoy, not even a seagull is in sight. Although the picture next to this, there's like four birds flying above you. Oh. There's no one to help you. You have two choices, to stay on the surface or to go back underwater. It doesn't seem to make much difference which you pick. The end. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to keep waiting, or do you want to try something else? We could, well, we could instead of resting, we could swim after her. Yeah, go with her. Yeah, fight, fight the, fight the tiredness. Okay, so we're gonna keep swimming then instead of resting. Yeah, yep. keep on swimming. Let's follow that bossy mermaid some more. All I don't right, know why she doesn't just like carry us or something. We could ride her like a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, because this is a book for children. And there will be oh. no, no right. riding women like dolphins. Right. <laughs> you force yourself to keep swimming. And when you reach the oyster beds, you're glad you did. There's no sign of the mermaids, but dozens and dozens of oysters lie before you. There must be a fortune in pearls here. How do you get them open? You asked Tana eagerly. Oh, your greed is setting in here. Nice. <laughs> Back on track. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's easy. We pick them up like this and shake them a little. Not too hard. She demonstrates as she talks. And we sing. She croons a simple wordless song. That relaxes them. Then, when they open their shells a little, we just reach in and... Ah, here's one. In Tana's hand is a gleaming pink pearl. Let me try that, you say. You pick up an especially large oyster and do just what Tana did. At the right moment, you reach in and pull out a fish scale. Or is it a fish scale? It's large and round, a beautiful iridescent green, like the scales in Tana's tail. Look at this, you say to her. She gasps. 
That's a mermaid scale, she says. They were here. They can't be far away. Suddenly you hear voices crooning a low, wordless tune, like Tana's song. She hears it too. That's them, she cries. Follow me. She darts ahead through the water. About 200 yards to the left is a group of large boulders that form a sort of cave. Sitting there, sheltered from the currents, is a circle of mermaids playing with a fortune in pearls. Hi, friends. Yeah, you have no use of these pearls. May I have them? It's Tana. We thought we ditched you. Yeah. <laughs> with a cry of joy, Tana swims toward the cave. Tana, one of the mermaids exclaims, we forgot all about you. Where were you? The next five minutes are filled with greetings, excited laughter, and apologies. You hang back shyly, not wanting to call attention to yourself. Finally, one of the mermaids notices you. A human, she says. What's a human doing here? Oh, oh great. The rest <laughs> of them are bitchy, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tana turns to you. This is, I guess, this human is a friend. We came here together. I'm not sure I could have gotten here alone. You're glad she realizes it. The mermaid who first noticed you swims to you and clasps your hand. We thank you for bringing Tana to us, she says graciously. I'm Shala, and you are welcome to stay with us for, a for as long as you like. But I must ask you one thing. What are you wearing? <laughs> Sha-la-la-la-la-la-pa-yo-pa, you got a point to try. Go on and kiss the girl. <laughs> Sorry. S suddenly you remember you're still in your pajamas and bathrobe. They must look ridiculous. Help the human child make a seaweed tunic, Charlotte tells Tana. Oh, then, better. Yeah, and then we can be on our way. Seaweed tunic. Good news. The tunic fits perfectly, and it's much more comfortable to swim in. You have no trouble keeping up with the mermaids as they set off through the water. Tana swims next to you. She finally seems to think of you as her friend. The mermaids are the most beautiful creatures you've ever seen. Their tails, sleek and silvery green, perfectly streamlined so they can swim without effort. Their long, long hair, golden chestnut with glints of green, ripples round them as they move through the water. You can't help feeling clumsy next to them. They also seem very homogenous. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going, you ask Tana? What are we going to do? Oh, we can do anything we want. Yes, says Shala. A ship is coming this way, and we could go watch. There's a flurry of excited giggles from the other mermaids. You wonder why. Or we could play in the whirlpool, and we haven't seen Flower Island in a long time. We can go there. Shala turns to you. What would you like to do next? If you choose to watch the ship, turn to page 88. If you choose to play in the whirlpool, turn to page 76. If you choose to go to Flower Island, turn to page 10. I, I like my own private island, please. Yes. So you want to go to Flower Island? Go into Flower Island. To I mean, I'm a little curious about the giggling at the ship, but we can. I'm I'm all about an island. Mm-hmm. All righty. Damn, I thought we were going to do more eco-terrorism. Yeah, I kind of feel like the author went, uh, I wrote myself in a corner. I don't know what to do now that you found the other mermaids. Yeah. Flower Island turns out to be a tiny ocean paradise, like something from a fairy tale. It's completely covered with beautiful flowering trees, except for one shore of gleaming pink sand. This is beautiful, but where are we? You asked Tana. Oh, I don't know, just somewhere in the ocean, she answers vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> no one plays here but us. Come on, let's go ashore. 
Already the other mermaids are pulling themselves up out of the water onto the beach to bask in the sun. You walk past them into the forest. The air is hushed and cool, filled with the scent of a hundred flowers. Hummingbirds flit back and forth through the blossoms, and a gorgeous butterfly floats lazily past you. You reach up to pick a piece of fruit. I could stay here forever, you say, as you bite into the fruit and the juice runs down your chin. And that's what you decide to do. Your life on Flower Island is like a beautiful dream, and the mermaids visit you every day. The end. Oh. I'm down with that. And they, they they probably arrested that landlady because they thought she murdered you. So there's that. <laughs> Score. Yeah. That's, that's what I call a win-win. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Oh, I bet we totally avoided any story with the landlady by following this mermaid. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what happened. So I think the landlady only comes into play and her evil friend. I don't know <laughs> what he is. I bet they only come into play if we don't follow the mermaid. Yeah, yeah probably. So, uh, do you guys want to go back and avoid the mermaid, or do you yeah. want to? Yeah, she's know? she's she's bitchy. We we want to avoid, or, or unless you want to check out the ship, I don't know. I mean, if we're gonna do something, we should probably go avoid her because that's gonna probably take a while. Okay, so we're gonna go all the way back and avoid the mermaid. Tell that snotty, raggedy bitch to fuck off. <laughs> Just like our parents told us. That's right. Okay. Good luck with everything. You say coldly to Tana and turn toward the house. <laughs> nice. Why bother knocking yourself out for her if she's so unwilling to have you around? You hear a huge splash behind you, almost as if Tana were slapping the water with her tail, but you don't turn around. The parlor clock is... Weasley striking three as you let yourself back into the boarding house. You steal Weasley? Weasley. As in, like, as in it's wheezing, not as in a weasel. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, that's a weird yes. noise for a clock. Yes. You steal up the creaky stairs and into your room. As you turn to close the bedroom door, you gasp. Someone is standing in the corner of your room watching you. Oh, oh my God. God. Miss Clamp. Ah. Uh. Miss Clemp stands motionless, waiting. Your heart is thudding and your breath comes in gasps. You've never been so startled. You keep odd hours, Miss Clemp says harshly. I heard you sneaking around. Whom were you talking to on the beach? She must have seen you, but did she see Tana? Is she waiting for you to give your secret away? What? Is she waiting? I guess. Is she waiting for you to give your secret away? All right. Well, you're not going to. <laughs> oh, we don't even don't get even, a choice on that. Don't even get a choice. Nope. All right. Just a friend, you reply as airily as you can. A friend. You have unusual friends, Miss Klimp says. She takes three long strides towards you and grabs you by the wrist. I'm going to be watching you, she hisses. I don't like children. I don't trust you or your friends. And if I see you talking to anyone peculiar, you may be sure I'll call in the authorities. What? <laughs> okay. me. Your parents did a good job vetting this woman. <laughs> she drops your wrist and walks out of the room. You stand there, rubbing your bruised wrist and trying to decide what to do. You're not sure you even like Tana, but you are sure you have to keep her away from Miss Klimp. Whether or not Miss Klimp realizes Tana is a mermaid, You'll be on the lookout now. You've got to warn Tana to keep away. 
But when would be the best time to do it? If you decide to try and find Tana right away, turn to page 8. If you decide to wait until morning, turn to page 86. No caution, right now. Yeah, right now. All right. You peer into the hallway to make sure it's empty, although you're pretty sure Miss Klimt's gone back to bed. Even she probably isn't suspicious enough to think you'd immediately head back downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, you wait, listening, then you tiptoe out to the beach. Now you wish the moonlight weren't so bright. There's no place to hide. If Miss Klimt is watching, she won't miss a thing. Quickly, you drop down on the sand, your head pointing toward the water. Tana, hey Tana, you call in a low voice. Are you there? Wait a second, that wasn't a low voice at all. <laughs> Tana, Tana. Hey, hey Tana. <laughs> you there, baby? Baby, baby, don't leave me. No answer. I've got to tell you something. It's important, you call. There's a ripple in the water, then a splash, and Tana's head pops into the air, which sounds disturbing. Now what do you want, she asked loudly. Shh, you hiss frantically. Don't come up any higher. We've got to keep quiet. A horrible woman up there saw me talking to you. I don't know if she knows what you are, but you've got to get away from here. From what I know of Miss Klimt, she'll be watching the beach from now on. She may be watching us now. You have to leave. No, I have to stay here in case the others come back for me, cries Tana. Do you have any idea how big the ocean is? Out of the corner of your eye, you think you see a flicker of light in Miss Klimt's bedroom. You can't stay outside much longer. If you decide to make Tana leave, turn to page 17. If you decide to help Tana find her friends, turn to page 100. If you decide to pretend you're swimming, turn to page 50. Pretend we're swimming. Pretend to be midnight swimming. I mean, that's that's when you go uh, skinny dipping, you know, midnight. That's so. the one. That's my vote. Tani wants to go skinny dipping. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> You jump into the water, bathrobe and all, and begin splashing madly around. Because that's what swimming is. <laughs> Maybe Miss Klimp won't be so suspicious if you just act like a fucking idiot. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love a midnight swim, you sing out, lying on your back and kicking. So refreshing. Under your breath, you whisper to Tana, come back tomorrow night. I'll try to figure something out. Then you shout, here comes the big steamship. Chug, 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 chug. Wow. Okay. This is what pretending to swim looks like, folks. No, I mean, pretending to be crazy at least, so... Chug, chuggity, chug, chug. <laughs> As you do your showiest butterf butterfly stroke in circles. <laughs> when you stop to rest, Tana is nowhere to be seen. All the lights in the boarding house are on. <laughs> Hi, Miss Klimp, you shout, waving in her direction. Hello, everyone. Would any of you like to join me? You plunge merrily into the water again. You swim for another half hour, just to be convincing. Then, sopping wet and freezing cold, you go whistling back to your room. The next morning, you find a note on your door about being courteous to others. That's all. <laughs> but that's all the trouble you get into. Miss Klimp dourly mutters something under her breath when she sees you, but she doesn't ask you any awkward questions. Seems your crazy behavior has knocked any suspicions right out of her head. Nice. At least you hope so. You'll be meeting Tana again tonight. And you don't want to have to take another midnight swim. The end. Oh. Hmm. That was an okay ending, actually, for... Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, that's an interesting book. Yeah. Yeah. You never did find Creepy Guy. No. 
You said you did run across his picture. Yeah, just he's through. Yeah, he's in there a couple of times. So, all right. I mean, uh, it would be weird to put him on the cover of the book and not have him in there. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this one? It's kind of boring. Yeah, there there was quite a bit of uh, swimming the book going on for sure. sure. Yeah. And while there was some singing, I feel like there wasn't quite enough. As we all know, all of the fish and crabs and mermaids that live under the ocean sing all the time. So mm-hmm. only in the like Little Mermaid. In real life, it's just lobsters that do that. Oh. And she made the mermaid so unlikable. <laughs> it was like, why do we care about the mermaid? Yeah, it was an interesting choice to go with. Yeah. Down here, all the fish are unhappy. Yeah, I'll probably pass on that one, unfortunately. I love mermaids, but I don't know. Didn't do it for me. Yeah, that was a little, little sad. I could go either way on this. Um, I don't hate the book. I'm pretty sure just because we didn't find that dude. Right. I would recommend it so that people could go find that guy and then tell us what he's all about. Cause I'm probably never going to go back and read this book again. Mm-hmm. Other people should go read this book aside, aside from us and go okay. seek out the creepy guy. Yeah. Tell us what happens. Cause we're not going to read this book again. Nope. Yeah. All done. I don't, even, I don't even know if I'm recommending the book or not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, not entirely sure how many more episodes we're going to be doing, um, via Skype. This may be a thing that happens a couple more times, just depending on um, how serious the quarantine thing gets. Hopefully, the sound quality is not as awful as I think it's going to be, but... You're a Debbie Downer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, if you guys want episodes, this is just how it's going to have to be. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, we can go on hiatus. I mean, why am I guilt-tripping the audience? I feel like I'm trying to guilt the audience. (laughs) That kind of sounds like that's what you're doing. Yep. I'm the worst. And on that note, if you would like to check out more Choose Your Own Adventure books, go to CYLA.com. And if you'd like to check out more stuff from us, go to IncrediblyDaring.com. And until next time, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Connie. Bye. Bye. Bye.